Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C and Romoran, the OG crew at your service again. No Chino Liao, he is preparing some stuff. He's got to do a, uh, a a tour overseas in the next few days, so he'll tell you more about that on his social media. Rowan Ash Naman is in school, like a good student should be, so we're not going to be hearing from him on the live streams for quite some time. If you want to catch him, though, he's on the audio-only episode we most recently recorded where we talked about Mother's Day and our moms and their relationship with our fandoms and our involvement in professional wrestling. But for tonight, we've got a full plate as always. We're predicting WrestleMania backlash. We're talking about news that happened outside the ring. And we're going to uh, be doing bracketology for the Owen Hart Foundation men's tournament. So that's all happening tonight on the podcast. But first, Ro, batiin natin yung mga nambati sa'yo from the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast fandom over at the Geek Talk PH screening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you know about that? Anyway, uh, no, no, no. I just wanted to say hey to the Geek Talk community. Uh, some of them, you know, uh, recognized me from the from TikTok, and they got some of them got pictures with me. That's pretty cool, guys. So, may hatak pan But yeah, uh, we were gathered together uh, yesterday for a screening of Doctor Strange, as I was saying uh, during the pre-show, and yun yeah, uh, they put it all together for friends and family. And sayang. So if y'all want to be part of that, I'm sure the next uh, there's gonna be a block screening for I'm for Thor Love and Thunder, uh, which is happening in a few months, I guess, assuming everything is still all right here in our uh, glorious country, if you will. So yeah, uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah, alam ko lang because our good friend Anthony Coelho, who was also at that screening, told me a story about someone mistaking him for Chino Liao. So that's hilarious. <laughs> no, no, no. Hindi naman mistaking him for Chino. It's more like uh, I was with Anthony kasi. So uh, I was seated with Anthony kahapon. So when this guy asked me to sign his t-shirt, uh, which is something I have not, you know, experienced in a while, he thought that um, Anthony was, you know, 
uh, part of the show because he was with me. So I don't, I di naman just sabi, oh, ko ba si Chino diaw? Uh, sabi nang niya, oh, ikaw din ba, sir? Na ano, uh, resting resting <laughs> podcast karin ba? Yon yun lang yun lang. Di naman. That's just because cool. just because they're both big boys does not mean he was mistaken for Chino. Okay, okay. I am mistaken. But when Anthony told me that story, I was laughing my ass off. Good entertainment for my Wednesday night. Uh, say what's up to Boss Waki, one of our OG fans. Shempre, thank you so much for joining us as always. And the best of luck to you in your bid for Pagiging Concejal over in Paranaque. Oh, malapit na. Oh, malapit si na. Boss Waki, if you live in his district in Paranaque. Uh, and if you want to hold him accountable. Yun, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, his, his day of reckoning is also coming. So, ipanalo din natin si Boss Waki. Yon. All right. Uh, let's get to our wrestling talk for tonight. Taka, before we start, pala, let's tell you about the patron community. Of course, it's growing by the day, and we've got another event happening in just a few days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, on Monday, this coming Monday, na pala, we will be having our watch party for uh, WrestleMania Backlash, and it's going to be after work. I say, na declare na na holiday on Monday because we all have to vote. And yeah, uh, if you want to be part of that, all you got to do is subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month. Get access to our Discord community where we do the watch parties and where we talk about wrestling and other stuff. Uh, you get access to our exclusive review content where we review weekly television shows and pay-per-views. And we get merch as well. Uh, our merch is almost almost finished. We just saw the designs. I think you will love it because we have. lang namin ngayon. Oh, lang namin. We have two designs on the way. And if you are a wrestling wrestling podcast patron, uh, you get uh, dibs for free because it's part of what you pay for. So again, two fifty pesos a month. Rest patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Yeah, one of these days when we finally get to hold a live recording session with you guys hopefully watching or like a watch party in person for real, maybe we can all wear our Wrestling Wrestling Podcast t-shirts and pose for a nice little picture, diba? So yeah, no, no. something to look forward to. Tama, tama. All right, let's start things off with the bad news. This one happened over the weekend. There were another uh, set of releases from the WWE. So among them, nasa picture, Dakota Kai, Malcolm Bivens, Harland. Persia Pirata, Dexter Loomis, Draco Anthony, and a bunch of talents that we haven't really seen on TV at all. Paige, Prince Valley, Sanjana George, Raylan Devine, and Mila Malani. So all in all, 10 names who were uh, released, and all of them were from the NXT system. Yeah, so yeah, like I predicted, when we talked, when we uh, discussed April 15, and April 15 came and went without any releases, I did say that could still happen, and it did happen, as we saw last Friday. So, ito, uh, I also uh, read this bit of news, this this rumor saying that the NXT releases will be a recurring thing now, a more regular thing. And uh, as they sign more talent to the Performance Center, they're also going to keep evaluating talent every 90 days. So, if you don't, apparently, if you don't see progress or if you don't make any progress, in those 90 days, then uh, they might or they probably will cut you and make room for the people that they have been citing. Some of these names um, that you mentioned, some of them actually wanted to, 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 to go. Like Malcolm Bivens, I know, wanted to go. He didn't resign. I think see, Dakota Kai also uh, did not want to resign because they kept her down there for so long. I could be wrong on that one, but I know that. Uh, 
they didn't really see her as a main roster caliber talent. So that's one. But uh, it's good to know then for me that it's not just all, uh, you know, uh, machine, uh, the heartless machine churning out these talents. So it's good to know that some of them also did not want to be part of WWE anymore. And that, that kind of takes away the sting of releases a little bit because at least you know may agencies on how their career went. Yeah, looking at the reactions on social media, syempre, again, uh, we've said this ad nauseum over the last couple of years. It's never cool. It's never good when people lose their jobs. But for people like Dakota Kai, people like Malcolm Bivens, who are really being endorsed by the industry, people are uh, putting up social media posts talking about how easy or how good they are Naka work. I think they'll land on their feet. I think they'll be fine. So, yun, um, you know, just the best of luck to everybody because you never really want to be a part of names that gets cut at any point. Yeah, yeah. So I saw a tweet um, about this. It said that uh, it, it, it applied to both WWE and AEW. I say AEW also made some releases uh, earlier this week. They didn't yeah, see, some talent. Yeah, a lot of, not just him, a lot of other people. So, so Marco Stunt, uh, Stu Grayson, Jack, uh, Jack Evans, Evans um, Tirupa, like Joey Janela, Joey Janela, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it goes to show you that wrestling really is a business at the end of the day, and it's not just a hobby. So if there's anyone listening to this right now who is thinking, "Oh, I want to be a wrestler, and I want to make it a living, and I want to make it to the big time," this is the reality that you have to face, and the only reason why. Uh, there is uh, quote-unquote career longevity here in the local scene is because it's not really a living here in the local scene. And um, a lot of the funds going to the wrestlers isn't a lot. So they can afford to keep these people on the payroll because the payroll isn't that deep. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. I used to receive 300 pesos per show. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and like... Diba? Across the board, it was pretty much similar. So uh, no matter what you did, whether you performed in the main event or whether you jerked the curtain, 300 pesos. So that's good enough for like, what, Dalawang C3 sa Jollibee and like a large upsize, you know? So dito sa Pinas, hindi pa talaga siya business. And that's, um, that's something that not a lot of people seem to understand, especially when they try to get in the scene, lalo na here in the Philippines, and they don't have a concrete understanding of what the situation really is like. I'd like to think that people who are actually serious about signing up, they know na hindi siya, hindi siya pang, pang hanap buhay, hindi siya for a living talaga, and that the budgets be, uh, the, the budgets be shallow. And it's just those who are commenting from the outside looking in. They think that there is uh, an equal amount of glitz and glamour and fame waiting for them if they sign up for a wrestling company here. Because you're investing in your gear, your clothes, yeah, exactly, everything. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Julian, this is a plug, but thank you for considering it a plug and thank you for the congratulatory remark. I really appreciate that. All right, let's move on to our next news bit. Eto, good news naman, since we're talking about the business. Freddie Prince Jr. is planning to start his own wrestling company. So if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you know that Ro and I have become fans of Freddie Prince Jr.'s Wrestling with Freddie. And for several weeks, he's actually been alluding to his plans to start a company. Like when he interviewed Matt Cardona last month, he had a two-year plan. 
And that's why he took that recent movie over on Netflix so that he could have some money to start up this company. And according to his latest episode, where he went deep into yung interview niya with Ariel Helwani, sabi niya now he has a three-year plan. He has a little bit more money than uh, he initially anticipated. And he's already looking into a full-time venue for the promotion, into uh, storylines, things he can do to really make this company a reality by 2023. So Isaiah says in the chat that uh, Freddie Prince Jr. is the next TK. I actually like that because uh, he's not the next TK because, one, he doesn't have as much money as TK. And two, he has way better writing chops than TK ever will. Yeah, I'm really um, optimistic about uh, Freddie's uh, plans for his own wrestling company because uh, I know that even though his wrestling pedigree right now is writing for WWE circa PG era. Uh, he demonstrates that he has a deeper understanding of how stories should be told, how, how promos should be written, and yep. how you approach character work. And I'm really looking forward to look to uh, to witnessing all that because hey, the wrestling part is major easy, uh, relatively speaking. It's really the the booking part that is a harder sell. Yeah. So, so if you've been following Freddie Prince Jr. after you know his his stint in Hollywood, after you know he got married to Sarah Michelle Gellar, and after he started doing the podcast, he actually was supposed to be involved with the promotion that Jeannie Buss, the Lakers owner, and AJ Mendez are now a part of. So that was originally his plan, and then things didn't really work out the way that they all wanted. So now, at na, he's uh, working on something of his own. Um, he was mentioning in the podcast that he actually. Uh, did some consulting work for another promotion slash show that went on TV. And given your connections near to Chris De Joseph, I wouldn't be surprised if he was referring to Lucha Underground. Uh, Lucha Underground, but he said, parang hindi. No, he didn't name the promotion, pero sabi niya someone close to him. And he keeps talking about Chris De Joseph on his podcast. Eh. I guess, I guess you can connect that dot because DJing was working on Lucha Underground. Yeah, yeah. Um, CJM is asking about the Screen Actors Guild uh, thing that was mentioned. So yeah, that was in the press release. Nah, he wants the wrestlers in his promotion to be affiliated with the Screen Actors Guild. And what that means for the talents involved is that they will be entitled to pension and benefits. Yeah, uh, that is huge because as we all know, uh, wrestling, the carny business, doesn't really have a lot of benefits in store for um, the talent. So Malaking, malaking deal yun. Uh, Tony Khan has kind of trumpeted that he would have benefits for some of his talents, or pero uh, I don't think, or not much was made of that after AEW began. So I don't know if that's still the thing. So um, props to Freddie for actually seeking out these benefits for whoever is going to wrestle for him. Yeah, but in pag yung owner mismo. The owner of the promotion is actually the one pushing for this. Because, the thing about insurance and benefits, matagal na siyang eh. And yeah. when AEW came to be, there was that expectation because even the EVPs were talking about it. But in the three years since AEW launched, parang wala na ring na bring up ulit about the insurance conversation. So now that Freddie Prince Jr. is the one who's um, really beating the drum on talents uh, being part of the Screen Actors Guild. I think that's good news for the people who will be involved and it's a step in the right direction for the industry. Yep, you said it. All right, uh, we're going to do WrestleMania Backlash predictions in a bit. But first, we'll be taking a break and 
Here's how you can support the podcast through your online shopping over on Lazada. All right, guys. Today is 5-5. It is the Super Brands Fiesta over on Lazada. All you got to do to uh, support the podcast with your online shopping on Lazada is use our affiliate link, podlink.co slash IAM. Uh, type that in a mobile browser at the cart and check out from the app. And what you buy during the 5-5 sale will go a long way in helping us do what we do here in the podcast. That's no extra cost to you. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's get to some of the shout outs over on Kumu. Saying hey to Scumageddon who is stuck in traffic. Uh, sorry, bro. Uh, but at least you're watching us on Kumu. So you get to keep up with the wrestling talk. I miss you, man. Um, I miss... Um, I don't know if you were here last week. I parang hindi. So... Thank you and welcome back. Uh, saying hey to Nick 07 Cabales. Hi, Stan and Roy. What do you think for Rowdy and Flair? Stay tuned because we are about to predict that. So, uh lang, jaka lang. Wakang malis kasi malapit na, malapit na namin i-predict. Uh, si Admin Angelo sent Scramble. Maraming salamat. Um, who else? Who else? Thank you to everyone who has signed up or who has joined us tonight. Uh, Juliana Marie 8554 says, Hi, Lods. Hello. 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 And thank you for tuning in. And please keep smashing those hearts. Because we want Kumu to know that you like Wrestling Talk on here. Uh, thank you very much to Kumu, as always. I actually ran into James Rumor last night Yon. at the Phil Basket Finals. Nice. He was a guest on the show last year, one of the big bosses over at Kumu. And they're really supporting content creators like us and like Phil Basket as well in uh, trying to get all of this stuff off the ground. I didn't know right. James was here. <laughs> Yes, yes, he's back in the Philippines. Nice. All right, let's get to WrestleMania Backlash predictions. You know how we do this. Let's start off with Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Uh, they've been pushing Madcap Moss, so I would not be surprised if he actually gets the win because he's not bad. It's just that he has a pretty lame gimmick that nobody really likes. So I guess this is like part of the... And the I know he doesn't do jokes anymore, mm. but... Uh, Maybe this is part of his transformation. So yeah, I, I just know that they like him a lot. Yeah, um, I actually think the Madcap Moss din yung mananalo. And the papa isi pa like, how do you improve the Madcap Moss character? Like, where does he go from here? So yeah, after he beats Happy Corbin, he can't keep being the guy in suspenders, no? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it depends on what Vince wants, but I'm guessing he's already pitching new stuff over there. Uh I, I, I don't know. 
I have no other ideas for him other than probably something left field, out of left field. So good luck lang sa kanya on whatever he wants to do. I'm guessing he's just going to be a goofy baby face or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> hanging around in the mid card in the meantime. Right? Uh, yeah. No, Aaron, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why do you want that? Why do you want that in your wrestling? Right. Next up, let's talk about Bobby Lashley versus Omos. So, I think first match ni Omos with MVP in his corner. Omos lost in WrestleMania, so there's no reason why Omos should lose again. He's he's got the he's got the manager, so I don't see why he should lose this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It looks like uh, Omos needs uh, to get his win back as well, and I think there might be a third match down the road between Bobby Lashley and Omos. And, you know, th- there has to be some shenanigans since MVP is going to get involved. Right? Next up, talk about AJ Styles and Edge. Ito, as of this week's Raw, AJ beat Damian Priest. So Damian Priest is banned from ringside. Then Finn Balor made the save when Edge and Damian Priest beat up AJ Styles. Yeah, as I said last week, I'm super kind of over this. I'm over Edge. Uh, I kind of figured out why I don't like this uh, Judgment Day thing. is because... Edge is talking like a regular douchebag. Because it's him being the rated R superstar. And then it doesn't jive with the supernatural pseudo-supernatural stuff that he's been doing with the, the, the lights, the the weird evil powers, uh, having a henchman. So parang but can but but hindi siya parang si Undertaker if he's gonna be the Undertaker. Is it because is it because he is trying to distance the group away from the House of Black. Uh, if that's the case, then why still be an edge lord, or why why is it still an edgy thing with the whole Judgment Day thing? Why why can't it be just like you know Evolution twenty twenty two? So uh, what what do you want Edge to do to just be the rated R superstar again? Yeah, be the rated R superstar. Have his own stable of young guys. Literally be Triple H because I. I mean, he's already taken his cues from other older talent that are bigger than he is. So might as well, diba? So, uh, the House of Black thing because there's a House of Black in AEW. So, and he's not doing any. He's not doing any of that anyway. So it's just weird. It's just like there's no like there's no solid direction on what the or solid vision on what the group really wants to be or what he wants the group to be. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, AJ won the first match, so yeah. I guess Edge has to win here. Yeah. Otherwise, Judgment Day would look like a flop. No. Oh. What do you think about AJ and Finn having that moment where they, you know, gave everyone the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Bullet Club too sweet? Actually, sana mas sana sana nilang, nilang tag team match to. Like it's already there. They already set up the match. And then somehow it's still a singles match, the right? So I would have much rather been interested in uh, the Bullet Club versus Judgment Day. That seems to be like a bigger match to me. Feeling at some point Damon Priest will get involved anyway, because otherwise, but it's it's kind of weird now. Oh, he's banned from ringside, and he actually doesn't make his presence felt. And I think that's how Finn Balor gets involved again. No, I think it's a weird bit of timing because they set up the, the Bullet Club reunion without actually owning up to the Bullet Club reunion. And then they're still um, pushing the singles match. Um, have the singles match on the pay-per-view. And then on next week's Raw, 
do the Finn interference, the Finn run in, and you know build up to the next pay per view already with uh, the Bullet Club. What if AJ starts his own group then with Finn just to counter it on Judgment Day, assuming that Edge is actually still building his ranks? I don't think it's a group that he'll be building. I just think that they're going to team together in their capacity as former Bullet Club leaders and members. As, as a locker room vets, you know, since they're both 40 and above. Yep. All right. Next up, let's talk about the six-man tag. Ito, over the weekend. It is now a six-man tag because we entered WrestleMania Backlash's build-up believing that it would be RK Bro versus the Usos in a unification match for the tag team championships. And instead, Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns are now in the fold. Okay, so I don't know what happened here. It's super weird. Uh, Emil, no, it wasn't a tag unification match. Um, it was. Roman, and then, and then no, they changed it. It wasn't anymore because Roman you know, tore up the contract. And that is super weird to me because as far as I remember, he told the Usos to get all the gold. Right? He instructed them to hoard all the tag gold so that they could all have uh, bloodline all belts. Right? And then all of a sudden, he goes back on that just because RK Bro attacked them. So I, I, don't, I, don't, know what's, I don't know what's going on here. Medyo may kulang sa storytelling nila. Uh, it would have made more sense if RK Bro also went for Roman and then Roman got personally pissed off and then that's why he uh, decided to change the match and uh, make it a six-man tag to involve himself. So that's really, really weird to me. And that is not in good form, especially when you realize that when it comes to Roman, they usually tell an okay story. Anyway, uh, the result of this match, I don't know. I think uh, I think there's a good chance that the faces win here because it's not for any stakes. So it's a safe loss for them to take. Yeah, and you can have Jimmy or Jay eat the pin here in the six-man tag. And if anything, having Drew McIntyre here most likely sets up yung Drew and Roman feud for real, for real. I think the next premium live event has to be money in the bank. I'm not quite sure. So then money in the bank is probably a bigger pay-per-view or, or premium live event. And that's where we'll get Drew and Roman. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I just wanted to correct myself. People have been pointing out in the chat. Yeah, sorry. Edge won the match against AJ at WrestleMania. I can't I can't remember why I thought it was otherwise. Ah, so Damien Priest interfered. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I guess AJ has to win. Yeah. Anyway. All yeah. right. So yeah, let's move on to the championship matches. Starting off with this one. We've got a championship match. Cody and Seth. 2.0. I I feel like Cody's winning again. I just feel it. Because they're really high on Cody. They want him to be the next legit challenger. So unless they are going for a third match, I think Cody's winning. So I I don't know. I, I just don't see them going for a third match. Oh, I disagree. I think there will be a third match. If anything, I think we've seen a man uh, if WWE senses something that uh, people are really going nuts for, in this case, Cody being the really hot product out there, uh, they're probably going to be milking it as much as, you know, uh, and, and give us as many big premium live event level matches as we can. So I think Cody set three will happen, probably at Hell in a Cell, as you know, Admin Angelo are pointing out in the comment section. 
So yeah, in that case, they have to trade wins here. So see Seth probably come come backlash. Uh, yeah, I guess I just don't want to see the third match happen because they've already milked this for so long. Uh, I don't know what else you can do after after this match. I guess there is something you can do if Cody loses, but I just don't want to see it. I, I'm fine with moving on. Yeah, uh, see, Seth kind of took things uh, in a personal route or level this week when he uh, took a dig at Dusty Road. So I don't know kung, uh, emphasize pa nila yon if they decide to extend after WrestleMania backlash. Roman J was asking in the comment section if Seth Rollins will come out in Stardust gear just to piss off Cody. Why not, right? Why the fuck not? I, I if that happens, then it's again, let's let's have the third match. That, yeah, that's a free that's a free idea for for Seth. Oh, di ba ginawa naman niya kay Roman ng Royal Rumble? He came out in the Shield entrance and tried to really get under Roman's skin. So if that works for Seth, dito kay Cody, then we'll probably get that third match come Hell in a Cell. Yep. Right. Finally, I think this will be the main event because it's the only singles chap. It's the only championship match on the card. It's the I Quit match for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. Really unusual to have a premium live event na ito lang yung championship match. Yeah, well, uh, that's the state of their booking right now. Um, I guess you can't pay-per-view. Uh, you can't put uh, Sonya versus Bianca on the pay-per-view. Uh, at this point, Ronda has to win. Like, ano pang gagawin natin kung panalo si Charlotte, right? Uh, <laughs> it's an I quit match, right? It's an I quit match? Yeah, it's an yeah, I quit so match. I don't see Ronda quitting here. That that usually spells uh, that usually spells the foreseen result for this. Yeah, uh, for a while, um, the English announcers have been making a deal out of how Charlotte has never submitted. And then somebody pointed out, nah, I think it was like TLC or something during the Thunderdome era, nah, Charlotte tapped out. So, yeah, um, the point is, she rarely taps out. She rarely quits. So I think it will still be a big deal if Ronda makes Charlotte quit in the main event of WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah. Uh, uh, Roman uh, Jay's asking. Uh, sige, sige, ro- no, no, no. no go, ahead, go, go ahead, Roman Jay. He's asking, what will Charlotte do after she loses to Ronda? Finally go back to the back of the line, like for once. <laughs> like the, smack, uh, the SmackDown women's division, the women's championship scene could use a whole bunch of new names. So, iba naman. To quote Kaliodi, iba naman. Magagawa naman. Yeah, I mean, Lacey Evans is about to re-debut as a babyface. So maybe they can have her and Charlotte feud again. Uh, you know, obviously without Ric Flair getting involved this time around. So that's something fresh for either of them to do. Uh, who else is on SmackDown? Aliyah's on SmackDown. She's not doing anything. Zayali's on SmackDown. Shotzi, they're not doing anything. I don't know. So there. Uh, those are our predictions for WrestleMania Backlash. Let us know what you think. Hit us up in the comments. Keep them coming. And let us know what you think will happen come Election Day. Okay, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about AEW. Uh, we'll also do Bracketology. And we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of the animal, Dave Batista in WWE. So you know TBT natin for this week. Because it's WWE, it's Batista week. That's all happening after the break. But first, here's how you can support the podcast through your online shopping over on Shopee. Right, guys. Again, also on Shopee, we have the Five Five Brands Festival. So if you are getting anything, whether for Mother's Day or for yourself, all you got to do is use our affiliate link to support the podcast 
in the process. It is podlink.co slash W9X, podlink.co slash the letter W, the number 9, and the letter X. Type that in your mobile browser, at the cart, and check out from the app. And what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast at no extra cost to you. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Do we have any new shout-outs on Kumu? Uh, saying hey to Runaway Kevin, who has sent uh, six fire emojis. Um, wow. Thank you, man. Uh, Skamageddon says, really hoping for Bailey to return this Sunday. Yeah, we do kind of need Bailey. Runaway Kevin is sending us a bunch of scramble. Manamik salamat, dude. Oi, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, that is surely going to go towards our uh, uh, diamond count. Thank you, Skamageddon, for also sending your scramble. Welcome back to us, Anya. Hi, man. Saying hey to Jerly Mabilin, who has followed us on Kumu. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Yon, anyway, um, thank you to everyone who is still tuned in here on Kumu and Chempre on Facebook. And uh, please keep smashing those hearts as we continue to talk about wrestling. And, what, and that's the way you show people that you enjoy wrestling talk here on Kumu. Yeah, uh, if you're on Spotify naman, you're listening to us on the audio-only version, please uh, follow the podcast over there. Give us a five-star rating after you've checked out an episode. That also helps us really go to, uh, toe-to-toe with the rest of the podcasts over on Spotify. Um, back to the comments, Aaron, see, do drop NASA Raw, and she's starting something new with Nikki A.S.H. So that's actually pretty intriguing coming out of Raw. Um, Roman J uh, mentions that Charlotte could feud with Raquel Rodriguez. Yeah, why not? I mean, Raquel's not really feuding with anybody after uh, Natty and Shayna Baszler, diba? Right? So that, that could also be something for Charlotte to do um, if and when she loses the SmackDown Women's Championship to Ronda Rousey. All right, let's talk about AEW and start off with the champion, Hangman Adam Page. Walasha last week because of uh, COVID health and safety protocols. And this week he came back out and he addressed you challenge his CM Punk. And the way he responded kind of sounded like he turned heel. Saying hey to, uh, to boss Chili Willie, who is in the comments right now. Sup, Chili. Uh, thank you for joining us today, tonight. Uh, all right, back to Hangman Adam Page. I think he really needed this. Um, it's not a full heel turn because obviously the man that he is just kind of healing it up because somebody needs to be the heel in this feud and pretty obviously um a lot of people are almost everyone in the AEW crowd loves CM Punk. Yeah, no one's going to boo Punk. Oh, CM Punk And but this is a blessing in disguise for him because everyone has been bored by the Adam Page championship reign and showing a little bit of grit, a little bit of edge a little bit of personality beyond the anxious millennial cowboy thing is going to be good for him to stand out on his own as a uh, as as one of the AEW World Champion pantheon. So uh, I'm all for this. I am glad that they adjusted. They didn't try to force the whole face versus face matchup, and uh, I hope they keep it after even after the CM Punk feud. What did you think of the way that Hangman uh, kind of turned here, though? Like, for one thing, he called out Cash and Dax and said that their match on uh, Dynamite last week was masturbatory and full of Owen Hart references. 
I agree. Brett and Owen Hart references. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Uh, I did not disagree with that take. Um, but I don't know. Uh, Should a wrestler be doing that to his co-wrestlers though? Like they're part of the same brand. I would like to think that he ran it by them because uh, you don't. You just don't say that stuff without telling them. Okay. Um, can I say this about your match because it's part of uh, the heel turn I'm doing, so that we can sell this feud, right? So I I would like to think that over there in that company they are professional enough to you know you know give a heads up to the people they'll be talking trash about, diba? So sana naman may ganon sila courtesy Yeah, sana. Uh, Otherwise, there'll be hell to pay. Yeah. So, uh, well, well, if if it wasn't approved by them, we'll find out soon enough in the dirt sheets, right? Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, I like it. I liked it a lot, and um, I know I said that uh, I didn't like it when Brian Danielson woke up on the wrong side of the bed against Hangman Page himself. So it the mm. circle of life comes around, right? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. But uh, I don't know. It's because you put him up against someone like CM Punk, talaga, and it just kind of makes sense for you to be a little angry and bitter. Yeah, in a way, it's kind of like how when CM Punk was WWE champion for a year and he was never really in the main event throughout that run. And then now, the hangman Adam Page is a world champion. It's not like he's the biggest star in AEW. Like, you can argue now it's John Moxley or Chris Jericho or Team Brian Punk. or Punk. It's Punk. Punk himself. Punk has taken the role that he used to rail against back in 2011. Right? So, that he was the world champion that was being uh, bigger stars. And now he is the bigger star. Who is doing the same thing to the world champion? Yeah, Hangman bitched about it by saying, uh, "Oh, Punk's off somewhere filming a TV show, probably heels." Yeah, so I, I thought that made sense, and Sana they flesh it out a little bit more. I don't know, maybe do a uh, a vignette like they did with the Blackpool Combat Club this week. That's pretty cool, and I think there is a lot of room there to explore why all of a sudden. Hangman has this attitude on him. Yeah, he, he, uh, Hangman could reference when Punk himself was saying the same things, being in the in that same position. So, but that would be a nice way to to just self-reference your career history, Miss Money CM Punk. Aaron asks, "Bakit si CM Punk? Bakit hindi si CM Punk turn ng konte? I don't know. It's because people want to cheer Punk. You know, um, he's too popular." Really- yeah, he's way too popular. He they don't really want a reason to boo him. They don't want to be seen as cheering an asshole like that. Even though yes, he kind of did it versus Kingston, but Kingston also adjusted for him in that feud. Uh, he only fired back when Eddie Kingston himself uh, took a shot. Yeah, 
hindi lang yun. I also think na CM Punk is kind of like in New Day slash Roman territory na he sells too much merch for AEW and pro wrestling tees. And when you're talking about those kind of merch numbers, I doubt na you'd want to turn them heel. Kasi syempre turn off yung mga bata, di ba? Yung mga bibili ng merch. Uh, he does it versus Eddie Kingston. Yes, he does it, but also Eddie Kingston does it to, to him. So even though they're both technically faces, they're pretty much assholes to each other and that kind of cancels out. So you can't, I don't think you can really use the Eddie Kingston argument in this particular case with CM Punk. Eh? JM asks, would Adam Page turn heel for real kung pinainom or binuhusan niya ng beer si CM Punk like Chris Jericho did a decade ago? Oh yeah, yes. for sure. I mean, that's... Paul that Lund. is, uh, That is, you know, consumption without consent. You know, it's a kind of rape, you know. Yeah, you don't do that to a straight-edge person or a teetotaler. Yeah. So, Faulion, Faulion. So that would be a, a heel turn for real, uh, JM. Right. Any other thoughts on Hangman, or do you want to move on to bracketology? Yeah, let's move on. Let's go. So yeah, let's show you the final bracket for the men's tournament of the Owen Hart Foundation Cup. So they revealed this earlier on AEW after the final two qualifying matches. Nagulat ako na eight lang. I would have thought na there would there would be sixty names. Uh, but I guess sabi mga roads sa Discord natin na the qualifying matches were kind of like the unofficial first round. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of noticed this when I realized that they were putting good matches in the qualifiers, in the qualifying round. So, mm-hmm. yun na yun eh. uh, it's the unofficial first round that they just couldn't do in one go. So, I'm assuming that uh, this first round match, uh, this first round will be on Dynamite and Rampage in the same week. And then as they whittle it down, uh, they'll do it on a Rampage and they'll probably have the finals on um, on the pay-per-view. Yeah, double or nothing. I, I'm pretty sure that the men's and women's finals will be taking place at double or nothing. So, okay, first question, who's Joker going to be? I do not know. Uh, I hope it's Cesaro. <laughs> that is my pick for Joker. Um, my pick is Miro. We haven't seen, seen Miro at all, diba, in the last few months because of injury. And I think Miro versus Samoa Joe would be a hell of a uh, matchup. Yeah, I would like to see that matchup. Uh, Jace, FTR is no longer part of the pinnacle. They walked out on MJF and they fired Tully. So, nung the turn face to the, they're offic- they were officially gone from the, com- from the group. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Miro would be fun, but I think uh, Cesaro would be a better option here. Sabi ni Lan, Sat Nam Singh. <laughs> Parang di pa siya ready. I don't know. <laughs> Parang di pa. Sige, let's predict this. Let's go round by round. Samoa Joe versus Joker. Who advances here? It's gotta be Joe, right? I don't know, man. Uh, it depends. You, It's weird that they put a big name in Joe against a potentially big name as the returning Joker or the debuting Joker. So I'm going to guess Joker wins here because it's just, it, I think Joe is going to lose by way of interference from uh, Jay Lethal's group. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pick for me. Okay, interesting. Uh, so brackets at the ass, Ray Phoenix and Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wish I kind of wish they put Dante in this spot because it's obvious that whoever was going to win between Dante and Phoenix, uh, they were going to job to uh, they were going to lose to Kyle O'Reilly anyway. 
All right. On the other side, Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen. I think uh, it's Darby. Yeah, no? you, you're not gonna like that, but Chempre, it's Darby. People, um, the fans love Darby. Tony Khan mm-hmm. loves Darby, and I'm pretty sure he's gonna get a deep run in this tournament. Uh, ho hum. All right. Next, Adam Cole and Dax Harwood. Adam Cole. Yeah, I would say Adam Cole. Uh, my guess is if it's Adam Cole advancing, my guess is it's Joker versus Adam Cole in the finals. Ooh, okay, okay. Ang iniisip ko is Joker or Samoa Joe versus, I don't know, Darby in the finals. Sabi mo nga, deep run. And I think Darby makes the finals here. Puede, puede. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. But I also know that uh, Tony Khan is pretty high on Adam Cole. So that's going to be a big semifinal matchup. What is the reward for the winner? Not announced na ba? I think... Wait, let me check. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, it is a title shot. Uh, wait. I'm check. not sure. Eh. Di ko maalala kung ano, kung ano yung prize for the winner of the tournament. So that's a good question, Glendale. JM, I don't think Bret Hart's going to be the Joker just because he's too old and too retired. So I doubt it. Okay, ang sinabi lang is they're going to get a trophy called the Owen. So wala pang sinabi kung may title shot. But I guess it's gonna be like the the brass ring. <laughs> that is a random. I mean, Scorpio Sky waited a year to cash yeah, that he, brass he, he ring. Did, in. He did get a title shot out of that, so I wouldn't be surprised if whoever wins the Owen gets a title shot of some sort. To go to yeah, to go to are... world championship shot, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a world championship shot. Oh, major big name story. Not to demean the TNT championship, but it's not the TNT level. Uh. Aaron uh, actually brings up a good point that Dax could make it to the finals because he is a big Brett fan. So uh, I don't think Dax is going to win, though, because that would make him a single star. And uh, that's just not what they're doing, to quote Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, FDR is perfectly happy being a tag team. <clears throat> and I don't think they're looking to split up anytime soon. So if Dax makes a deep run, lang. he's probably just going to make the uh, the semis or the finals here. But I doubt that Adam Cole loses in the first round. Yeah, yeah. Yun din, yun din, it's an also, Julian, too soon, man. Too soon. What is wrong with you? What Jeez. the fuck is wrong with you? Why? Why, Julian? Why? All right. Uh, people in the comments are saying that it's likely Adam Cole, yung mananalo dito, or Darby Allen. Yun yung nakikita kong names na pinepredict nilang mananalo. Uh, let us know what you think if you disagree with uh, yung picks namin. So just for the record, again, the pick is either Joker or Darby. So there. That's the Wrestling Cole. Wrestling Podcast. Uh, or Adam at Cole. This point, sige, sige, at this point, sige, Adam Cole can win the tournament for all I care. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it's the same way I feel about Darby Allen winning this thing, again, for all I care. So whatever. <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for Bracketology. Let's go to... Our TBT for this week and uh, May 5, 2002 was the date that Dave Batista debuted in the WWE. So that means that we are uh, 20 years removed from that uh, from that debut. And that uh, leads us to Batista week. TBT natin. We're celebrating the animal, Dave Batista. So like we do every time we talk about ito mga legends that we all uh, know and love, let's talk about our favorite matches or memories and moments or if for some reason you had a personal interaction with batista 
nung uh, dumalaw siya dito sa Pinas, let us know in the comment section. That would be a fun story to tell. Let's start with you, Ro. What's your favorite Batista moment? The original face turn noong 2005 at in, in this picture at WrestleMania 21 season was super well done. It's still, it's still one of my favorite Batista moments. Um, they, Shepre, when they pour effort into something that they want to do, a lot of times it ends up being great. And this was the definition of great storytelling. Um, they played it really, really well from Batista's Royal Rumble win to Triple H uh, calling him dumb and thinking he's nothing more than a glorified henchman. And then him uh, eventually uh, making it, uh, coming into his own as a legit big star that, you know, he is because he's just got it all, right? He's got the look that Vince wants. He is uh, a pretty solid hand in there. He's not the best, but he plays his he plays his role really well, and they cap it off with the the championship win that uh, that he deserved because he just got so over. And to deny him that win would have been a huge huge crime at WrestleMania. Yeah, feeling ko natutorin well natutorin sila given what happened with Booker T just two years prior. When everybody was saying, "Oh, Booker should have won that match at WrestleMania 19," uh, I guess it was a um, a make good of sorts as uh, a wrestling karma. Um, for me, my favorite Batista moments probably the feud with Eddie, which was very short lived because it was literally in the last month of Eddie's life. Uh, but I, well, you know me, I love my poop humor, so I loved how uh, you know they, they were kind of messing with Eddie. He thought that he was gonna put laxative in Batista's burrito, and um, Ang ganda nung rapport nila na Eddie was nung una inaahas niya yung world championship from Batista and then eventually they actually became friends and the rumor has it when the day that Eddie died he was actually supposed to win the world heavyweight championship from Batista and of course because, that never happened because yeah, Batista was injured and they had to do a quick title change on TV so yes sayang yun. Uh, I mean imagine of all the days you were gonna die. It was on your second championship on the day of your second championship win. Diba? Yeah, uh, the universe has a very fucked up sense of humor. So yon, uh, that that that's my favorite Batista storyline. Aside from uh, being a hero. Yeah. Uh, another thing I also want to talk about is Batista's transition to Hollywood. So yeah, um, before John Cena did Peacemaker uh, on TV, I thought Batista was the best. Um, wrestler turned actor so far from WWE. You know, uh, The Rock, as you all know, was just, you know, The Rock in many of, in all of his, almost all of his uh, TV and movie roles. But Batista really tried to push it as an art form and tried to immerse himself in different, um, in different kinds of roles. Right? So I really appreciated that about Batista. And I was really happy for him that he found a new passion outside of wrestling. Because he did get into wrestling pretty late and he wasn't really a wrestling fan growing up. So to him, it was just a job. Yeah, and the fact that he actually made it on his own terms because he could have just taken lahat ng mga big tough guy action roles that were being offered to him after he left WWE the first time. But instead, he actually pursued the craft of acting. So much respect to him for doing that. And to, uh, to add, Ren, it was a big deal at the time when 
we all knew na, oh, Pinoy ito ah. Bautista, di ba? They had, eventually had the Philippine flag on his shoulder. Then they started really marketing he, uh, marketing him here. He had that energy drink commercial. Like I remember commuting and taking the LRT sa may Katipunan. Then yung mukha ni Batista nakabalandra dun, di ba? Nakapaskil yung ad niya and stuff like that. So I thought that was uh, really, really, really cool for representation early on. And the fact that, oh, re- this is a wrestling guy. Like he's one of us. You know what I mean? So that was a big deal to me as a kid. Yeah, Batista was a really uh, as I know, as somebody mentioned here. I think uh, it was you know, see, Emil. He mentioned that everybody knew Batista, and yeah, he was a big crossover star in the Philippines, and that was super rare because yeah. that was a time when uh, wrestling had fewer and fewer crossover stars, and you had Cena on one hand, you saw that Triple H, but you also had Batista, which everyone knew here. Because yeah, Filipino siya. Right, right. Yun din yung time na lahat ng, lahat ng celebrity na may dugong Pinoy kahit gano'n ka konti. Oh, Pinoy, Pinoy. Nicole Scherzinger, Pinoy Pride. Ah, oh, Dave Batista, Pinoy Pride. All that stuff. Um, He was also a meme before memes were a thing. Because if you remember the old design of the 20 peso bill, I think we all messed around with it so we could say that Manuel El Quezon had turned into Batista. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, JM says Batista over Cena in terms of acting. I would agree with you, but then Peacemaker happened, so uh, <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen Batista do what Cena did on in Peacemaker. So uh, until that happens, Cena kind of is better right now. CJ said his favorite moment niya nung nagguest si Batista sa Eat Bulaga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know how those things go. Uh, yeah. Julian, favorite niya, si Batista saying, Give me what I want in 2010. That was a meme. Glendale, yung series in a Batista and Undertaker. Leo also shouting that out. No pa ba? Uh, Thads, we're not going to make fun of, of wrestlers botching stuff, please. Uh, l- l- let's not do the botchamania stuff. That's not cool. JM, Batista versus Booker T's feud. Yeah, I think they had a best of seven din, diba? Was that Booker and Benoit? Or did I, Batista and Booker No, that was Booker and Benoit. No, uh, Julian mentioning Batista's promo during the Eddie Guerrero Raw tribute show. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Roman J mentioning the spotlight gimmick ni Batista, like in uh, towards the end of his first run. Uh, Waki says he agrees with you, Ro, of uh, Batista being one of the better builds of first time champ. Yeah. Leo mentioning the feuds, the iconic ones. Aaron mentioning. The Royal Rumble in 2005, the double elimination, then Vince McMahon coming out, tearing his quads, and the whole build to WrestleMania 23 with The Undertaker. That was pretty good. And Batista versus Ray in 2009, sabi ni Admin Angelo. Uh, Blue Tista. Yes, that happened in 2014. Who could forget? Uh, Janelle also mentioning, give me what I want. Tad's mentioning SmackDown 1000. You might drop me Batista to Triple H during the Evolution reunion. Yeah. Uh, that also kind of helped set up yung final match nilang dalawa. JM also mentions besides Drax, favorite role niya of Batista is the silent henchman type. Yeah, that was really double good. Double barrel, the eagle suspector. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a really good role for Batista. <laughs> a lot of people are also mentioning the Jodie Foster movie as one of his iconic roles. I haven't seen that, but uh, you know, for some reason, people really love Batista in that one. Uh, ah, Blade Runner. There, that's that's another movie that uh, people are loving from Batista's filmography. 
uh, Jay saying na ano, nagustuhan niya nung sinakali Batista si Tajiri hanggang lumabas yung mist from his mouth. When did this happen? And why do I not know of this? Batista yeah. has one of the best theme songs in WWE. That's actually true, yeah. Um, it's also a good thing that Jim Johnston really made a nice instrumental track. It was generic sounding, but yeah. then Saliva also did their magic and uh, turned it into uh, one of the more popular themes from uh, the mid-2000s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know who Saliva is, you yung isang theme song ng Spider-Man movie from back in the day, si Chad Kroger, yung kaduet niya, yun yung vocalist ng Saliva, si Josie Scott. So there, that's uh, that's Saliva. And uh, you may have heard a lot of their music uh, throughout wrestling history on top of the Batista theme song. Yeah, I miss, Julian I miss... asks, ano mas prefer natin? Yung instrumental or yung I Walk Alone? Siyempre buong kanta. Yeah, I Walk Alone is, is really great. You know, it, it's really, it really hypes you up. Mm-hmm. And when I heard it live nung WrestleMania 35, iba yung feeling. So, nakaka-hype siya talaga. Like, you'd really wanna run through a brick wall and, and fight somebody. So there. Thank you, everybody, for letting us know what your uh, favorite Batista moments are as we celebrate Batista Week here at the wait, Wrestling Wrestling Wait, 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 wait sorry. Janelle brought up the last man standing finish with duct tape. Ah, yes. Duct tape! Innovative yun for its time. Yes, uh, God. Can't believe nobody thought of that until Cena. And then I wasn't even mad at it. You say, oh, man, why wouldn't you bind someone's uh, someone's feet to the ring? Right? That's not illegal at all. Like, Oh, uh, no DQ naman eh. Yeah. Tsaka yung rule naman is basta di siya tumayo. Diba? That doesn't stop you from doing that. That was really That's good. right, yeah. It, it sounds like something Toroyano would do. But yeah, John Cena and Batista actually did that at a pay-per-view. So there, that's Batista Week here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. All right, so we're going to talk about Roderick Strong here. Because there was a list of names that got released from WWE, all of them being NXT talents. And right around the same time, it was reported that Roderick Strong reportedly wants out of his WWE contract. Yun, so... Uh... There were names. Malcolm Bivens, his partner in Diamond Mine, uh, he got to get out of his contract because he ended up not re-signing it. But the thing is, um, Roderick Strong had a, a renewed contract. Uh, he re-signed, I think, before or around the time that uh, the Undisputed Era broke up. And uh, yeah, I think um, that was the time he got into the contract he's in now and he can't quite get out of it because uh yun nga, uh the, the company's also worried that he'll just he'll just take his talents aw and join his friends diba? and that's that's totally normal that's totally expected for the wwe because siempre you got somebody as talented as Roddy strong but siempre at the same time this is a main roster level caliber talent who is still stuck in developmental so that shouldn't be the case right and he's not there with his friends he's not there with the people he thought he was gonna get when he started diamond mine and uh i guess it's sad and um i i kind of get it i kind of get where he's coming from that he's just not happy where he is right now but uh 
it's a tough situation for WWE as well because I understand why they won't let him go. Yeah, uh, b- based on the stuff we read over the weekend when this news came out, somebody reported that the original lineup for Diamond Mine was supposed to be Roderick Strong, Malcolm Bivens, Hideki Suzuki or Hachiman, Tyler Rust, and Marina Shafir. And of all those names, si Roddy na lang yun nandun pa sa WWE. So uh, that that could also be one of the factors kung bakit di um, masaya si Roddy. We don't know. Siyempre, we don't know the, the entire story here. I'm actually more curious about how and why Roderick Strong can still be Roderick Strong on NXT. I think it's because they think he's a big enough name. I think, uh, although indeed, he's not that big of a deal, uh, consider um, objectively speaking. So I guess uh, it's also on the horizon and he knows it as well. So he wants to leave before that ever happens, before they take away his identity. So uh, that that is my guess. That's just my take on whether or not uh, they're going to change his name. And yeah, uh, I think it's in line with the picture of NXT that the former Ember Moon has also painted on in her interview with Chris Van Vliet. So she said that things really changed after... Triple H got sidelined with his heart incident and uh, uh, Vince and Bruce Pritchard got more involved. So everything that we were reading in the dirt sheets was uh, accurate. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if Roderick Strong feels the same way, especially after everything that's happened. Yeah, uh, I, I guess it could be a case of you know, expectations not being met. Uh, especially for Roddy, I think if you look at the timelines, when the Undisputed Era broke up, patapos na yung contract ni Adam Cole, diba? Tapos patapos na rin yung kina Kylo Riley and Johnny Gargano. I think they just signed on uh, very short extensions towards the end of 2021. So, out of all those guys, si, Ad- si Roddy na lang talaga yung natira. Everybody had moved on. Yeah, I think he's he thought that he was getting something cool with Diamond Mine. And, uh, being the leader of your own group is no small thing, right? And yeah, um, now they're kind of threatening that with uh, a potential dissolution of the group. If if the current story is to be is anything to go off on, because they're having some internal issues, conflicts. So I am guessing that that's about to be taken away from him as well, and that's just not what he signed up for. Yeah, parang ganun na yung kwento eh, di ba? Kasi for the last few weeks, it was as if Roddy and Malcolm Bivens were no longer aligned. And then biglang, okay, Malcolm Bivens has been released in real life. So in the storyline, parang may uh, unwritten chapter where I guess Roddy is still here and Malcolm Bivens is not. So Malcolm Bivens got let go by Diamond Mine. And then now he's cheating on behalf of the Creed brothers who are officially babyface kasi they want to win stuff the hard way. They really want to go through the chase to become NXT Tag Team Champions. So, hindi didn't align tong sina Roddy and the Creed Brothers, which could probably lead nga to uh, Diamond Mine breaking up less than a year into its existence as a faction. I just wonder if uh, Roddy can quit the same way Ember Moon quit. Because Ember Moon tells the story of her just um, canceling all her flights, all her dates uh, with the company, and just walking out of the of the of the roster. So I don't know if he can do the same thing, if he really feels strongly about it. I say, apparently, if she can do that, then what's to stop 
any other disgruntled talent from doing the same. How do you feel about that though? Was it unprofessional? Yun? I mean, at the end of the day, whether you're happy or not, dun sa employer mo, you, you still have the professional obligation to show up. Uh, I think she was in a unique situation in which she wasn't being used a lot. So she kind of had the momentum and the bit of a leverage to be able to walk out. Kaya, ito uh, kay Roddy medyo mahirap kasi he's still in the middle of a story. He's still being used on TV. And uh, to quit would just to upset that. But at the same time, uh, WWE releasing all these names, even though... in they're in the middle of stories. Isn't that upsetting what they had planned as well? Like, uh, you release Dexter Loomis and Persia Parada and Malcolm Bivens in the middle of their own stories. Why can't uh, Roddy do the same thing if WWE is going to be unprofessional with them as well, diba? Would you do that? Like, let's say you were in that situation. Uh, personally, no, because I am way too much of a people pleaser to do that. I, I, would, uh, I would wait out the story to conclude but I understand why they did it. And uh, if they feel that it's for their own mental health, then I can't really fault them for doing that. Yeah, yun yung, ano, yun yung mga bagay na ko rin eh. Like, uh, if I were in that situation, I think I'm with you now. I probably wouldn't do that as well. I'd probably wait out the end of the contract just because, personally, nakakatakot din eh na kunwari lumabas yung balita na, oh, si Stan, he just walked out on, on his contract. Oh, di na siya masaya. He took his ball and he went home waited for it to end. You know what I mean? Parang, uh, that that could be part of your reputation and it could follow you to wherever you end up next. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is a thing. CM Punk did the same thing, right? He legit did the same thing. And you risk upsetting and tainting your own credibility. But at the same time, if you're just not happy, then you're just not happy. And no one can take that away from you as well. Yeah, I think uh, going through this and just breaking down itong question ito, it makes you feel like there isn't really a black and white answer uh, to a, a situation like this. Parang, oh, are you going to do that? Uh, tama bayan for your career and for where, where you want to be? Really depends on, I, I guess, a situation. Not that I'm endorsing any particular course of action here. You just ha- really have to weigh things out individually. So uh, with Roderick Strong, as of recording, we just saw him on NXT 2.0. Uh, interfering on behalf of the Creed brothers. Um, assuming things don't change, we're going to be seeing him on TV again next week on NXT 2.0. So uh, if something happens, if an update uh, takes place within the next few days, we'll probably either talk about it on TikTok or bring it up on next week's live stream, which you can catch on facebook.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast or on Kumu at wrestling wrestling pod Thursdays at 7 p.m. Let's go to our picks of the week. I'm going to start you guys can leave yours in the comment section. I'm going to pick the North American Championship triple threat match from Spring Break-In between Carmelo Hayes, Cameron Grimes, and Solo Sikoa. As expected for a triple threat match on NXT. Uh, very chaotic, sobrang daming near falls. And uh, aside from Solo Sikoa, yung dalawang kasama niya, mga veteran na rin naman. Eh. You know, they know their way around a ring. They know how to make you really uh, keep you at the edge of your seat there. That's what I was looking for uh, in a triple threat match like that. So that's my, my pick of the week. Uh, my pick of the week is uh, from Dynamite earlier today. Uh, Dante Martin versus Ray Phoenix. Uh, it was a standout match because it's been a while since we saw Dante uh, really fly around uh, in a match because he hasn't been featured that much um, the same way he was back when uh, his brother Darius was first injured. So that was really cool. 
and he got to do it with uh, Ray Phoenix. So it was like an American style lucha match that you should go check out because it's the only or one of the only bright spots of this week's episode. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to your picks of the week in the comments. Uh, Leo picks Solo Sikoa versus Cameron uh, Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes and Bobby Fish versus Jeff Hardy. Uh, Roman J picks the Hookhausen promo from Rampage. Julian also shouting out yung promo ni Hangman Adam Page. Admin Angelo picks Okada versus Naito from Wrestling Dontaku. Emil picks Juice Robinson joining the Bullet Club. Yeah, that also happened over the weekend. Aaron also picks Ray Phoenix versus Dante Martin and Colt Cabana showing up as the Brooklyn Brawler in Young Rock. So yeah, if you haven't seen Young Rock, nandun na sila sa point na nag-debut na si Rock sa WWE and they got Colt Cabana to be part of the show. I don't know how that worked out given that he's part of AEW and Young Rock is co-produced by WWE. Yeah, uh, imagine that we are at a point of our lives and our fandom that that part of our fandom is now uh, material for TV. Yeah, for being dramatized. Because it's been almost 20 years. Jesus Christ. 25 years. 26 years. Because it's 96 years. No. Almost 30 years. Sorry, almost 30 years. Not 20 years. Jesus Christ. That's how how fucking old we are. Yeah. When dramatized, Sorry, you go ahead. No, I mean, I was going to say that some of you guys are still pretty young, like Sina Julia and Sina Emil. But us, we are fucking old. Chino, <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, JM also picks the Hookhausen promo, which I haven't seen. So thank you for not spoiling it for me. Uh, Glendale picks the Bullet Club celebration. Uh, also picks a Noah match. So yeah, uh, so many picks as always. Really appreciate it when you guys drop in your picks of the week. And if somebody in the comments happens to tune into the podcast at this point, it's a good way to just compile some recommendations for really good stuff that happened in the world of wrestling. Kind of like what The Ringer does, where they compile their own little picks of the week in an entire playlist slash article on TheRinger.com. So yeah, uh, that's why we do what we do here. It's a pick of the week. Of course, we did it, did it first, right? Okay, let's get to some plugs. Ro, any new articles you want people to check out? Uh, this week. So uh, I just want to, I guess, point people to our TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. Uh, content has been slow because I wanted to take a break from it. But uh, just keep asking us stuff so I can have more prompts. Uh, ask, us what we, ask us what you want to hear, uh, opinions you want to hear. So, yeah, at Wrestling2XPod, read Smart Can You Not all right. Uh, for me, I've got a new article that just dropped earlier on NME.com, uh, Asia portal and website. It's a review on the new Bowel Clan album. So yes, my friends from Bowel Clan have dropped something new just last Friday. And uh, I, I went through the album and gave my thoughts on it. So first article I've written in about half a year. So I hope you get to check that out if you love hip hop as well. And uh, go check out On Deck with Stancy, new episode on burnout. Especially if you think that, oh, I'm in my dream job or I really love this job. Uh, and then it turns out not to be what you thought it would be. So that's, uh, that, that's a topic I got into on On Deck with Stancy for this week. Si Boswaki nangangampan eh. That's okay. Friend of the podcast, si Boswaki. And we know that he's going to do good or he's going to do well when, if, he, or if and when he gets elected to the council. Oh, pasama mga taga Paranaque, hold the guy accountable. <laughs> Yon, uh. 
Uh, Admin Angelo yung Phil Basket, you can catch it on Solar Sports, pati sa Facebook, YouTube, Kumo, and TikTok ng Phil Basket. Alright? Um, go follow us on Twitter as well, at Roizwar, at underscore Stan C, at Chino Supersized, and at Monday Night Rowan. Go say hi to Chino and Rowan as well. Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. Thank you to Babyface producer Gel behind the scenes and the rest of the PNA team as well. And as we get out of here, please keep your masks on. Get your vaccines and your boosters if and when you can. Kita kita tayo sa Instagram. Pag nagpost na kayo ng mga fingers niyo, boto tayo, alright? Inuuna natin gagawin on Monday, May 9, bago pa manood ng WrestleMania Backlash on the WWE Network in Tagalog. Bumoto muna tayo. Panalo natin to, kulay rosa sa bukas. Papunta pa lang tayo sa exciting part, alright? Uh, catch you again next week, hopefully, with really, really good news for the country. On behalf of Romeran, my name is Nancy. We're out of here. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.